Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 218, air date January 8th, 2018. Making talk radio great again. It's The War Room with Owen Schroyer at Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome to The War Room. I'm your host, Owen Schroyer, and Dr. Shiva Ayadurey is my guest. He is running against the fake Indian Focahannis Elizabeth Warren. And there's a couple things I actually want to get Shiva on. On a serious note, I want to talk to Shiva about net neutrality. I mean, he is the inventor of email, so why would I want to talk to him about net neutrality? But Shiva, I want to have some fun because you like to have a good time too. But you've really you got a brilliant marketing campaign right now and you know you're you're highly skilled, you're highly intelligent, you're an inventor, scientist and and your latest your latest invention that you have come out with now is the real Indian DNA test kit. Know the unique you, declare your independence and you are willing with the trending hashtag take the test to actually deliver one of these to Elizabeth Warren so she can actually know her true Indian heritage. Dr. Shiva, this is truly a noble cause you are taking up. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, as you know, uh, about in, in June of her birthday, I sent her a 23andMe kit and she didn't accept that. Maybe didn't, she didn't like the brand and she returned it. So I thought it might be good to make something specific for her. So we're actually manufacturing these. Uh, Owen, so it's called the Real Indian Test Kit. We also have a variation of it called the Real You, for those people who think maybe we're playing identity politics. So it's a different version of it called the Real You, uh, mm -hmm. which is really take the test. And as you notice, there's a quote on there, which is a testimonial from me. It says, I always knew that I was a real American. Uh, now I also know that I'm a real Indian in more ways than one, because as you know, I not, I not only have South Indian blood in me, but also Native American. So it says, take the test to get to know the Real You. So as a part of that, Owen, we're actually running a DNA dance party uh, in Cambridge across from Harvard Law School, where, as you know, Warren works. And it's going to be uh, about 80 people, 100 people can come. Uh, people are uh, signing up like crazy. So there's a few seats left, 25 bucks to get in, 100 bucks. And you actually will get your own DNA testing done there. I uh, told Senator Warren I'll, on Twitter, I'll send her an Uber pool if she wants or an Uber X or Uber VIP. She lives yeah. down the street. Yeah, uh, to come. By. So I hope she takes us up on it because it's really easy, right? We can solve all of this quite easily. Well, I mean, you know, Native American people are, are, are you know, they're known for their nobility. And clearly here you are still a, a, a very noble person to not only reach out to Elizabeth Warren and say, hey, you know, you claim to be an Indian. Let's let's find out. Here's the test for you. Now you're inviting her to your parties. I mean, Elizabeth I Warren, mean, I, is she responsible? We're, we're, we just want to move beyond this. Look, when she loses in November, it, I think it's really important she and I start a good friendship now because, you know, it's important to transition properly for the people of Massachusetts. So why not come to the party? Why not take the test? Let's move beyond this because there's a lot of issues that got to get solved in Massachusetts. As we know, Massachusetts was rated as one of the most corrupt states uh, in uh, America, has the 47th worst infrastructure, horrible infrastructure three times uh, the national average in opioid addiction, and all brought to you by Elizabeth Warren from Harvard, Mitt Romney from Harvard, uh, Charlie Baker, who's a never-Trumper, uh, Rhino from Harvard. And what 
has any of these Harvard guys delivered? What they've delivered for themselves is a $45 billion hedge fund called Harvard University, which runs as a fake university. Interestingly enough, you know, MIT has its problems too, but interestingly enough, down the street at MIT, uh, 33,000 businesses came out of MIT, the nerds who actually work for a living, uh, $2 trillion in revenue per year to the national GDP. Oh, and so that's really what America is about. It's, it's supposed to be about people actually create, innovate, are independent with integrity, integrate ideas and bring things. That's what makes America great. The Harvard lawyer lobbyists are very different than Shivaya Duray, the inventor scientist. And that's why I think our campaign is doing so well, particularly as we have raised up the slogan, declare your independence, which means independence from these parties, which means independence in taking care of our health, independence in innovation. Uh, and that's what the whole campaign is about. And it's doing really, really well. And we're all having a lot of fun with it because you have to have fun with this um, because it's otherwise it gets very, very uh, cumbersome and onerous when you realize the enemy that you're facing. So we're having a grand old time as you started out uh, this discussion on. Uh, you know, one thing I want to let you know is we actually, you know, notice there's my Christmas tree back there. Uh, yeah, I love is, it. We got Elizabeth Warren. And uh, I actually, for her and Monsanto, have registered a star, which they'll get for Christmas. It's called the Monsanto Warren. <laughs> so it's been registered. And just to let Wait you know. Oh, so you're telling me now that Elizabeth Warren actually yes. owns the Death Star? Yeah, it's called the Monsanto Warren Death Star. I think you're putting it up there. And interestingly enough, we will be hosting a showing of this. It's right in the constellation, if you can see it here, of cancer, which is appropriate. So uh, there is a star now named after Elizabeth Warren. And the reason we're doing this is she is in collusion with probably the most evil company on the planet. And as a hypocrite is out there saying we should tax people, yet she's at Harvard, which is basically Wall Street. Uh, she's talking about the fact that she cares about people's health care, which she thinks is Romney care and Obamacare. But the reality is that she's been in collusion with Monsanto. And everyone listening should know this. Monsanto uh, has single-handedly... Uh, destroyed the public food supply in this country. Glyphosate Roundup, uh, you guys have talked about a lot on your show, came out of Agent Orange. You know, where today is Pearl Harbor, a day which is a very important day in American history. You know, uh, 50,000 tons of Agent Orange were dropped on our veterans when they went to Vietnam. They still suffer. And Monsanto is a company that single-handedly moved that technology to create Roundup or glyphosate, which is pretty much in the entire food supply. That's why it's important to eat organic food. It's important that we eat foods that have no GMOs. But that's why we're saying right here, we should all, when we look up in the night sky, we want to remind people that Elizabeth Warren and Monsanto are in collusion. And this is another part of the hypocrisy of the liberal wing of the establishment. They claim they want to help uh, us. They claim that they're for health care. But the reality is they have destroyed the public food supply. Interestingly enough, Owen, there's been a very uh, bunch of disclosures that have come out with CFPB, right? The uh, Financial Bureau. And if you work that, you find out that the ad agency, which actually supported CFPB to put out their advertising, how great CFPB is, is the same ad agency in fact, the same account manager I found out and the creative people also work for the Gates Foundation and Facebook. So all of this is a very incestuous pile of snakes who all work together to promote to people of color, to poor whites, to poor blacks, that they're fighting for their interests when what they're really fighting for is centralization of power. And, I know, and if you want, we can talk about net neutrality. 
because that's what net neutrality is really about. It's about centralizing power and actually an increasing cost of bandwidth to end users. Well, I want to talk about net neutrality, but let's do that on the other side because we've got just a minute left in this segment. This is why Elizabeth Warren is so afraid of you. And I think this is why the entire establishment of Massachusetts is afraid of you, because much like Trump, you're a get in and just blow up the establishment, blow up the status quo type of guy doing things like putting the real Indian DNA test kit. You just purchased a star for Elizabeth Warren, the Monsanto Death Star. Nobody can nobody has that kind of creativity. And Shiva, my crew is just letting me know here. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Dean Dean Tran won a state senator race in Worcester County, Massachusetts, first Republican since 91. Now, I know that you have decided to run as an independent, but do you take this as a good sign for, for your campaign that it looks like the deep blue roots in Massachusetts might be willing to vote differently? Well, here's the, here's the deal. So uh, the important thing is, I think, Owen, is that people in Massachusetts, by the way, Massachusetts has two point nearly five million independents. 1.5 million Democrats, about 492,000 Republicans. Uh, this was relatively a small race. Uh, interesting enough, uh, this was supported by one of the never Trumper Republicans who's running. So the dynamics of this are unclear what he actually stands for. But I think what's more pertinent is the fact that you had a flipping take place from Democrat to Republican, which in my view basically says that everyday people are tired of the ownership of one party for that in in, in this case. Uh, All right, Democratic it's Dr. Shiva Ayadi Ray. We got to go to a break here. VAShiva.com, ShivaForSenate.com. You don't want to miss all of the creative things he's doing on his campaign. Fuel your body. Well, Dr. Shiva Ayadi Ray is a very busy man. He's running for Senate against Elizabeth Warren, one of the leading swamp creatures out there. But in the meantime of running his campaign, he's hosting dances. He's he's inventing new DNA test kits for real Indians. He's even tracking stars. He's even going astrological on us and he's purchased a star for Elizabeth Warren and named it the Monsanto Death Star. So he's even giving gifts. He's given multiple gifts now to Elizabeth Warren who he's running against, such a noble person, Dr. Shiva Ayodhya Ray. But he is also the inventor of email, and one of the big topics is net neutrality. I know that you've got some opinions on this. I was told that you recently updated your website as well to talk about net neutrality. I think that Ajit Pai is at least saying and, and seems to be doing the right things, but what is your take as the inventor of email on net neutrality, Dr. Shiva Ayodhya Ray? Yeah, so Owen, so first of all, what is net neutrality and what is uh, promoted out there and what's the reality of it. So what's been promoted to the public is um, what we want to do or what, what, the, what they want the government to do is to create an environment where the consumer can access content uh, in an equal basis. So what that means is, so think about it this way, you have the providers of content, people who create lots of content, right? Like Netflix or YouTube or Google, Facebook, these guys are, are Infowars, right? You create content. And then there's the consumers of content, which are everyday people watching the show, um, et cetera. Um, what has occurred over the last probably 30, 40 years is in between the providers of content and in between the, cre uh, the use consumers of content have come about pipes or people 
who controlled that content. Now, in the early days of the internet, they were very, very local, small ISPs, internet service providers. But over time, um, through all sorts of uh, collusion and corruption, you started having the creation of major ISPs, centralization of telecommunications like the Verizon Z, AT&T's, et cetera, all right? So those are the middlemen that own the pipes between the content creators like yourself or me to the consumer. So that's sort of the landscape, I hope that's clear. What net neutrality said was, okay, we wanna make sure that I as a consumer um, can access content freely. So let's say there's Infowars out there and then there's CNN that the, the ISPs uh, who probably don't uh, uh, want certain types of content, they may have their own preferential uh, ideas, don't stop, let's say, InfoWars content from reaching me and make it easier for me to get content from CNN, right? So this was a notion of blocking and throttling, which meant that I, as the ISP, if for some reason I said, you know what, I don't like certain types of content, I'm gonna slow down the content that Shiva will receive from InfoWars, but I'm gonna make it really fast, put CNN on a superhighway, all right? So net neutrality, the, the, the good, quote unquote, good idea was, that we were gonna uh, make the internet neutral, net neutral, all right? But what you really see what's happened is that uh, in February 2015, a Title II got added or reinforced into the Communications Act, which basically said the big telcos have to be with common carriers. Now, what, what does that really mean? Uh, what that means is, so if I'm uh, Google or YouTube, and I have to purchase, by the way, I as an uh, information provider have to purchase uh, pipe bandwidth, upload pipes to reach my audience. So they're probably paying uh, X dollars per bandwidth. Google, I don't know what the number is, probably paying tens of millions of dollars per month. A small provider is probably not paying as much to reach me. So net neutrality also gets into, which hasn't been fully implemented, and this is where it gets dangerous, is that Google and that small provider will pay around the same, okay? It all sounds good. This is why Google and Facebook want net neutrality because it's gonna lower the cost for them. Well, if you lower the cost for them, the ISPs have gotta make the revenue somewhere else. Where are they gonna make it? They're gonna make it from the end consumer. So if you talk to a lot of people between 2007 to 2015, people were paying maybe 10, 15, 20 bucks a month. Many of those people's fees are already starting to go up to 50, 60 bucks a month, which means we are subsidizing Google's content, Facebook's content, under this theory that we really want to make sure that um, uh, every service provider can be reached. So that's what's really going on. Net neutrality is fundamentally gonna raise the cost and centralize even more power uh, of even larger ISPs, which are already centralized within the government. And, but fundamentally, Google and Facebook love this because it's gonna lower their cost of distribution. Interesting enough, there's a, a book that came out called The Offensive Internet, I think that's what it's called, uh, written by a professor, Nussbaum, and another guy called Sunstein, who contributed to it. It's a set of academics from the University of Chicago. And if you read this book, it basically says, in fact, Sunstein, who was Obama's information czar, says, we need to Cass start- Sunstein? Chat. Yeah, Chad Sunstein. We need to start monitoring chat rooms. We need to uh, uh, in, uh, ensure that conspiracy theory websites do not reach people. So, uh, so in the midst of this 
play, we want net neutrality, which is all essentially a camouflage for lowering the cost for Google and the other companies. Um, the other piece that's going on is to control the internet. By the way, I think I believe Sunstein's now at Harvard Law School. So uh, yeah, I believe you're right. Tim Wu, who came up with this concept of net neutrality, um, who, who knows nothing about email, by the way, doesn't even know the origin about it. Columbia University guy, also an alma mater, Harvard Law School, which is, by the way, where Elizabeth Warren went. The reason I'm sharing with you these interconnections is these guys are so clever at making things appealing to the end public. But in reality, what it is, it's about centralizing power, socializing the, the Internet. So we all as consumers are going to pay a lot more. So Google and Facebook get subsidized. That's what's fundamentally going on with net neutrality. Obviously, we all want the Internet to be uh, easier to access. Uh, but this is not the way to do it. The way you really do it is advanced competition. Both parties haven't done that, Owen. We've, had, we've seen the consolidation among four major telcos. The real way that you really get net neutrality is by ensuring that we could have hundreds of ISPs, not just Verizon, AT&T. But that's not what these guys are really talking about. Well, it's kind of, to me, based on the way you described it, it's kind of like soft fascism where the government implies or, or, or implements net neutrality. And like you said, it kind of seems fair. Everybody will pay the same thing. But wait a second. If Google and you know YouTube or, or Netflix or whatever is is making the most money and having to use the most bandwidth, why should they be paying the same as the little guy? And that's where you get to pricing people out of the market. So if they're paying the same but getting different money in, different profits in, then they can basically just price out their competition who can't even afford to compete with them. Am I kind of analyzing that correctly? Yeah, exactly. And and the the reality is these guys are very the, the key thing you use is these guys are very clever. They also use the word blocking versus throttling. Blocking means which we none of us want, completely blocking. Let's say these guys like Sunstein said we don't want infowars, blocking. Throttling is uh deciding how much bandwidth you get. Throttling in my view is okay. And I'm willing to why should I want to pay uh for massive amounts of bandwidth when I don't really need it, right? Well, yeah, it's like just the individual consumer who, who says, like, for me, I get as much MPS into my Internet in my home as possible because that I stream videos all the time where someone else might not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so the I, so in fact, if you go to I think the website's called save the Internet dot com. Again, I don't know who wrote this website, but if you read the propaganda on it, it talks about, hey, there are. Uh, we need to help black businesses. We need to help black people, right? Because black businesses are the site that are going to get most screwed over with if net neutrality is stopped by a JPI. So they're very clever at targeting and using, you know, Malcolm X talked about it. He goes, what's interesting with the liberal wing of the uh, establishment is that they basically know how to use Negroes and black people and poor people to their benefit. Everything is always about helping the poor black person, and the poor white person. Right. And based on that, they sell their bill of goods. And if you're against them, then you're a racist. And that's how Elizabeth Warren works. And that's how, you know, the liberal wing of the establishment works. The so-called conservative wing of the establishment, unfortunately, isn't as clever as a liberal wing. And that's what we are dealing with in Massachusetts. So in Massachusetts, it's a uniparty. You have the liberal wing and the conservative wing, so-called the Democrats and Republicans are one, and I'm essentially the only guy who's going out after them hard. You know, when I uh, supported uh, President Trump on, he has every right 30 to- 30 seconds, Shiva, 30 seconds. 
Yeah, he has every right to use the word Pocahontas. We're the ones who put the test kit out there went viral, and then the major media gets involved. So where are the guys that are making the race in Massachusetts very interesting? So she for Senate is uh, really the, uh, you know, the movement here for truly uh, independence in, in the country. So I think us winning in Massachusetts is going to set a wave for what I believe will be another type of American revolution, taking off from the disruption that President Trump caused, which is all good.